Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to A to Z Sports powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports.network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline and hit us up on Instagram and on TikTok for more great Titans coverage. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, including Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or Wilson County Hyundai. Com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans with coverage, rates, and service at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping you safe online and doing it with a two-week free trial by using our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota. An elite Kubota dealer with the best equipment and service in the industry, serving Middle Tennessee with locations across uh, the mid-state at Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Zach, welcome back. Uh, Going to have a great show as we dive deep into a couple new rule changes. Uh, you did for the people that missed the uh, unofficial open of the show, Zach, over uh, the uh, honeymoon weight gain, So, which means he had a great time. So, uh, diving deeper into the Titan summer uh, but go ahead. Yeah, well, I would thank thank you to everybody that congratulated in the chat, whether it was before. I appreciate uh, all the support. I appreciate that. Uh, it was a great week. Enjoyed the trip. Costa Rica, went there for a week, uh, ziplined, uh, ate some great food, enjoyed. So uh, come back refreshed and, uh, and ready to roll. Yep, and uh, ready to roll with the Titans OTA practice today. Sam Phelan will be there. Uh, I'm going to make it out there as well later on. Uh, in the day to see these guys on the field, the veterans and see the rookies together for the first time. And we'll talk about that uh, throughout the week, but Zach, a new rule change as NFL owners meetings are happening um, as well. And it starts with the quarterbacks, right? Because we watched everybody, right? Watch the NFC championship game. Brock Purdy gets smacked on the elbow. He goes out, uh, you get Josh Johnson coming in, he gets hurt. And now all of a sudden the San Francisco 49ers who could not keep a quarterback healthy throughout the entire season. We're stuck with, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey direct snaps for a little bit. And then Brock Purdy coming back and not being able to throw the ball further than about seven yards. And so the NFL is like, we got to fix this thing. So normally uh, quarterbacks uh, that are the third quarterback do not dress uh, on game day because of the limitations that the NFL puts on active uh, roster members on game days. You have a 53 man roster, and then 46 players are active on game day from that 53-man roster. And 46 is not a lot to go out there and field uh, you know, offense, defense, and special teamers for an NFL game. And so if a quarterback goes down and you only have two active quarterbacks, then that second quarterback better not get hurt either. But a new NFL rule and how it could potentially uh, help or impact the Malik Willis situation with the Titans quarterback situation uh, is here's the graphic here as Tom Pelissero NFL owners approved the bylaw proposal allowing teams to dress a third quarterback without using an active roster spot, a no-brainer to bring it uh, back after the aftermath of the San Francisco playoff game where they lost to the Eagles because of quarterback. And then here's more of the blurb about the in-depth detail of the rule. It applies only to quarterbacks who are on the 53-man roster Practice squad players not eligible to be emergency quarterbacks, not even if they're elevated for that week's game because that was a COVID ad uh, with the rule there. It allows teams to avoid counting the emergency quarterback as one of its active players on game day, a modest incentive for teams that otherwise would have chosen to go into a game with only two available quarterbacks. So that is the, uh, the rule change there for the quarterback. Zach, your initial thoughts. Uh, before we dive deeper into how this could impact the Titan situation overall. 
Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, the rule needed to be changed because of what you said with San Francisco. You mm -hmm. can't, that is too big of a game and people will stop watching, right? And that's the last thing that the NFL wants or needs as, you know, when you look at, you're deep into the heart of the NFC championship, <clears throat> excuse me, NFC championship game. You don't want people to be turned off to say, look, there's no, a person cannot, a quarterback cannot come in there and actually manage an offense. Mm -hmm. That was physically impossible. I think what it does is it defines the term emergency quarterback. That's what it should be. It is an emergency quarterback, but you can't, put in an emergency quarterback when he's in street clothes, right? He can't come in. So it's kind of, it doesn't make sense, right? The emergency has to happen prior to the game. It's not like he's going in a locker room, suiting up and then coming back out as an emergency quarterback. That I think is what I look at when I read the rule is, you know, it's pull in case of emergency. Well, the house is burning down. But they will, but, but and they will be dressed. So that is the stipulation. They can they they can right. go through the warm ups. They can go through all these things. They just cannot enter the play uh, of in the game unless un unless both other quarterbacks are medically deemed unable to return to action. Right. I think that's the interesting caveat to this. So let's just walk through in a hypo super hypothetical. Right. Ryan Tannehill is a starter, and let's say Will Levis is the backup, and Malik Willis is the third quarterback in this situation. And he is deemed the emergency quarterback only, and there's 46 active members not Malik Willis in this hypothetical game. Ryan Tannehill, unfortunately, the ankle injury comes back. He goes out and goes to the blue tent, and he's watching Will Levis play from inside that blue tent. Will Levis comes in. Something happens to him. He comes out. Now, if both quarterbacks, Tannehill and Levis in this situation, are medically deemed uneligible to return to action, Malik could then go into the game wearing his pads and you know put a helmet on and go play until one of those quarterbacks is now medically cleared to return. It's not a coach's decision. It, it, if Ryan, if the medical staff goes up to Mike Vrabel and says, Tannehill's ready to go back in. He is medically cleared. It's not Mike Vrabel's decision to say, well, can, how much can he move? Can he throw? You know, how cleared is he? Like how it's a, oh, he's, he's medically Who cleared. clears him? The medical, the team's medical staff. Exactly. And, so this is where I know. would push back on that. I disagree with that. That may be the rule, but Vrabel, what do you think the Vrabel is going to do when he turns to that doctor and Malik Willis had just thrown a touchdown pass and Will Levis is cleared to play? You know you what sure? Mike Vrabel's going to do to that are doctor? You sure. No, Go he's going to say he's not. Yet. No, he's not going to ask him. <laughs> he's not going to ask him because Mike Vrabel didn't ask. I don't ask. I'm going to tell you. But again, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. He's not medically cleared, and Malik Willis is going to stay into the game. So there's some nuance to that. Yes. That I know. Mike, we know Mike Vrabel well enough that the doctor, they're the team doctor. It does, the team but, doctor is going to do what the coach says but if that it helps is, the team. That is the rule. That The rule states that it's not up to the coaches. It's not up to anything there. It's up to if one of those two quarterbacks is medically cleared to return, the emergency quarterback has to exit and the cleared quarterback can return uh, to the game. So I'm going to dive into how I think uh, this – affects Malik Willis's future with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and then we're going to get the chat more involved as we always do here on A to Z sports. But Zach, first tell everybody about Farm Bureau health plans. Yeah. FBHP.com is where to go to get your health plan. I got my health plan last year, carried that over into 2023. I saved 20% every single month, health, dental vision. They give me so many different ways that help my health plan. And I had no idea what all it entailed until I actually jumped in and I'm glad that I did 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. You don't have to be fearful if something happens to you and you've got to go, let's say in, into a walk-in clinic, you've got to go get checked out. You are covered. That's the best part. You can actually be confident to say, I need to get better. I need to heal up, whether it is a physical, whether it's just a sickness, who knows what goes on throughout the course of the year, but you need to be covered when it comes to your health plan. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. They're trusted by A to Z. They should be trusted by you. That's FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z.
All summer long with BetMGM, you can win watching baseball with one-game parlay insurance for Major League Baseball with the BetMGM app. So you just log in your BetMGM app, opt into that feature right there, and a one-game parlay in any Major League Baseball game of four legs or more, you can get up to $25 back in bonus bets with that one-game parlay insurance if it hits or misses, excuse me, by only one leg. So take advantage of that by opting into Major League Baseball one-game parlay insurance with the BetMGM app. Zach, we're here live on this Tuesday discussing uh, the new quarterback rule for the NFL that was approved uh, uh, yesterday that uh, that now a emergency quarterback can dress for the game but not count against the 46-man active roster. And so in this hypothetical, uh, Malik Willis could be the emergency quarterback and, and dress but not count against the 46 uh, and then only be able to enter if both quarterbacks ahead of him are deemed uh, unable to play and medically injured for that game, but the emergency quarterback would have to exit as soon as one of those quarterbacks is cleared to play medically to return to action. So how does this impact Malik Willis? Is it a, you know, sometimes we play the big deal, small deal, no game, uh, no deal game. I think this is a small deal overall, if we were to have that official, but, I think this gives Malik Willis a sliver of hope, more of a sliver of hope for the value that he could provide on the 53-man roster because the Tennessee Titans are going to see on the field this week for the first time, they're going to be able to watch Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis, and Malik Willis all go through practice, go through reps, the huddle, calls at the line the execution of the play and everything else that goes on with the quarterback position and meetings and around the facility. Now they get to watch all three of these guys and see how they stack up to each other to find out, is it worth it to have all three quarterbacks on the 53 man roster? What is Malik's value? How much growth has he been able to make from one year to the next year after you told everybody who watches the NFL, that Josh Dobbs on eight days is a better option to win last season than Malik was. What is Malik's value? I think it's it, it opens the door a little bit more for Malik to, to work and to fight for that quarterback spot to be the third quarterback on the 53-man roster because, Zach, we all know how it works. Whenever a, a player gets cut after training camp, they go to waivers, and somebody can claim that player and if the Titans decide to cut Malik Willis, the likeliness of him clearing waivers to go to the Titans practice squad, I don't necessarily feel comfortable thinking that Malik is going to be out there, but it's just because of the upside that he could bring to any team with his athleticism, as we know, he's still trying to develop as a quarterback. So I don't know how you feel about my, my thoughts there, but I think it does crack the door open a little bit more from wherever it was cracked uh, previous to this rule change? Well, here's two things. You never know what's going to happen. Malik Willis could be better right out of the gate because he's had a, a year under his belt than Will Levis in training could be. camp. Yeah, could be. He could be dramatically worse. Will Levis could be this unbelievable talent that that the Titans coaching staff is just shocked to see, right? The reads that he's making, the ability to learn the, the playbook. We have no idea. Here's the problem with Malik Willis, and it's because where he was drafted and what he represents. He's drafted in the third round. He accounts for less, well, about a half a percent of the overall cap of the Tennessee Titans. It's a $1.1 million dead cap cut. It doesn't affect the Titans that much. So that, I think, is working against Willis, is if he comes out and stinks, he will get cut. It doesn't matter if he clears waivers or not. It was under a different regime. Rand Carthon did not draft Malik Willis. He has no affinity for him. Rand Carthon drafted Will Levis. He has an affinity, uh, affinity for number eight. That's where he will hitch his wagon to. So uh, the emergency quarterback, I actually think this is probably, I know the roster has a lot to do with Carthon, but I honestly think this is more about Vrabel. I think Vrabel's deciding factor on how he wants to play this year, what he thinks about Will Levis, obviously what he thinks about Malik Willis. But really, over the last two seasons, we've seen the Titans in disarray with injury, right? Mm -hmm. They have been moving 
and shuffling and switching pieces of the roster on game day to say, this is the guys that we're going to roll out. I don't know how they're going to feel. I, I think this is a benefit because it gives them more option, but I don't truly know how they, how two things, how the Titans feel about Malik Willis currently and how much Malik Willis has grown in the last six months as a quarterback working on his own. Yeah. Those are the two biggest factors. Totally. And you mentioned all the injuries the Titans have gone through the last two seasons and for about 22 consecutive games over you know, the last two years, Ryan Tannehill was not involved in that injury bug until he was, until the injury bug affected the offensive line too bad to where Ryan Tannehill wasn't protected. He got rolled up against Indianapolis. Malik played a couple of games there in a row. Valiant effort, a win against the Houston Texans, a great valiant effort and a team effort on Sunday night against the Chiefs uh, where they lost in overtime, but not nearly enough for the Titans to be able to win another game especially uh, as they if they beat the Texans on Christmas Eve at home. Maybe they were in the playoffs, but they didn't, Malik couldn't get it done, right? Yeah, I, I want to say this. You know, I will and do view Will Levis and Malik Willis vastly different because where they were drafted, they are both developmental quarterbacks, right? Yeah. But as I have stated on this show and what I believe that the chat and you and everybody should view Will Levis as a first round draft pick quarterback. He was not drafted in the first round. I fully understand that. But that is how the Titans, I believe their actions, the reports that we've heard, that's how they viewed Will Levis. They didn't view him over Skaronsky at 11 overall. But they viewed him as a first-round quarterback. They did not view Malik Willis as anywhere close to a first-round quarterback. They drafted him basically, in my opinion, strictly on value of how far he had fallen. Will Levis, they were itching and calling and trying to get teams to trade back into the first round to draft uh, Will Levis. This is going to be, uh, I, I am excited to see training camp yeah. and what Will Levis and Malik Willis represent on this roster. And Austin, we've watched practice long enough, been covering the team for 10 plus years. The third string quarterback does not get a lot of reps. Like no. I know Ryan Tannehill, because of how the NFL has evolved and changed, he gets less reps because they want to save him. They don't want to get him injured. But practice reps are developmental reps. And the third string quarterback, he gets the crumbs, the breadcrumbs mm -hmm. from the big boys eating. Yeah. No, and, and, and Zach, I think this is a training camp where Ryan Tannehill will probably get more reps than before because, hey, guess what? New play caller, Tim, new offensive coordinator. Uh, there's a lack of continuity with weapons so Ryan Tannehill will probably get more first team reps this training camp than maybe he would have if there was continuity from last year to this year and you know so look and, and I and I said this after the rookie minicamp show just kind of to catch you up on some narratives while you were out but you know I, I'd said that it was unfair to look at Malik Willis in rookie minicamp a year ago and compare that to Will Levis rookie minicamp from two weeks ago because Will Levis was always going to look good in rookie minicamp. Malik Willis doesn't because of the learning curve from Liberty compared to Kentucky. Will Levis came out. Different attributes. Yeah. Will Levis came out rookie minicamp and looked phenomenal, right? And everybody's slobbering over how good he looked and how it looks like he's been doing this quarterback thing for a long time, right? He's got that, a rocket arm. He's got a rifle. Like the, those things, the, the question on Levis is not about his physicality or his attributes or his arm strength. It is about accuracy and decision-making. And accuracy and decision-making decision only comes when corners are locked down on wide receivers. Yeah, decision-making yeah. is only when defensive ends are bearing down your back and you have 0.7 seconds to throw the football. So, yeah, I agree with that. Thank that you. doesn't matter. It's But training camp, you get a little bit more, sure. right? Uh, yeah, Preseason, yeah. you get more. Yeah, for sure. And so, uh, again, the new rule is that the NFL owners uh, 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 passed the rule that 
an emergency quarterback can dress but not count against the 46-man roster on game days. Uh, but that quarterback has to be a part of the 53-man roster. So that leads us to this question, Zach. And you know, I'm sure we're going to have this uh, conversation a couple times as checkpoints throughout the offseason. But what percentage chance do you give Malik Willis to make the Titans 53-man roster? What percentage chance do you give Malik Willis to make the Titans 53-man roster? But first, let me tell you guys about Aura and the Aura app. Uh, you should go check out Aura and, and go do it by going to our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z, because that is how you get a two-week free trial. And you need that two-week free trial because Aura will strip away uh, your information from any data brokers who are selling it to robocallers uh, or anybody else, telemarketers, spammers that are profiting from having your information. I downloaded the Aura app and signed up with aura.com slash ATOZ for my two-week free trial. And 30 data brokers had my info, 29 of them ripped away. And it happened well within uh, that two-week time period. So they act fast and effective. And so they can help your life be a lot more efficient and less annoyed by random calls you don't want and emails you didn't sign up for either. So sign up with a, with our link, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial. That's aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Bet MGM, they power us in the morning show. They can power you with some great opportunities to win some money. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports. They're the king of the sports book. Get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. That's Bet MGM. Download the app today. All right, Zach. So the question, and I'll send you to the chat for all these percentages. What percent chance do you give Malik Willis to make the Titans 53-man roster? Uh, because the Titans usually don't keep three quarterbacks uh, on their active 53-man roster. They didn't last year. They kept Malik over Logan Woodside. So what percent chance does Malik Willis have to make the 53, knowing that there's a little opportunity to have him as the emergency quarterback uh, but not count against the 46 game day roster. So uh, I think we start with high percentages okay. and then move from there. Mr. Jones says 99 Titans, Kyle, 85, 90 from Jabu. Uh, Andre says 75 big 10. Jeff goes with five. Now they're starting to drop off a little bit. Grim Jim with 25, Eric with only five. All right. Din with 11 uh, Titans. Rossi says 70%. Uh, Michael says 60, 40. He doesn't. Valentino says 100%, but Rooney says 10. So there's a discrepancy. 60 from Jonathan, 64% from Cameron Strong. Curtis C says 35%. They don't believe in him, obviously. 87.658 from Stephen King. 80% from Deshaun Washington. Mark D says 10, 50, 50 from David. 70, 30 from Trevor. 20% from Billy. 50% from Richie. 33.33 from John uh, Laster. John, uh, Guy, excuse me, says 10%. Justin says 90%. 75% from Jonathan. 50-50 from Amar. 51 from Jody. Danny with 20. So, I mean, their number's all over the place, yeah. which I'm not necessarily surprised, but I think that defines the type of question. I want to start with this, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you answer. Okay. Is it's all about action, right? Action speaks louder than words. And what the Titans' actions have done tell us, everybody in this virtual room, that they're not high on Malik Willis. They didn't start him at the most important game of last season, getting to the playoffs. They drafted over him currently. They haven't really talked a lot about him. Like, that's the action that we see over the course of since he's been drafted. They fired the general manager who actually selected him. I mean, these are all big. Yeah, but, actions. but John Robinson didn't get fired because he took Malik Willis in the third round. Well, that was right? one no. of the reasons. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. I that mean, was definitely a part of the list. Uh, you know, I had my list of, I think it was 11 dominoes and AJ Brown being the final straw. Uh, and I don't think Malik AJ Willis... Brown was the biggest one, but right. the trajectory of what Malik Willis represented. I mean, 
Mike Vrabel pulled him in a preseason game because he wouldn't throw the damn ball. He told sure. us that. And, and, but that's that was a, when John Robinson was right. general manager. But I, I also think, I think looking at Malik not getting the opportunity last season, I I, I kind of separate. I have to separate that in December and January from opportunity in training camp and to make the team this upcoming season. Because again, the plan was never for Malik to have to start a game last season. like right. It, but they but knew it, what he was prior yes. to John Robinson being fired. But it was it was such a long-term play. It was the second third-round pick the Titans made. And so it was a true value lottery ticket for, you know, he, they basically spent five bucks on a scratch-off to see what would have happened. Don't you wish that they would have had a third-round pick this year, in this year's draft to draft a wide receiver? Don't downplay the third round pick, Austin. Don't do it because they, they, they would have, have killed, a third round pick. They would have was, killed to have another third round pick. And this, but when, when all of the good wide receivers left, okay, they didn't have it. it. Was, so that's why I say don't downplay the third right, round pick. Right, maybe it was a twenty dollars scratch off, not a five dollars scratch off. But <laughs> again, it was a, I, it was a, it was a value boom opportunity with very little, you know, uh, sacrifice if it didn't work out. So all right, so. Back to the question. What percentage chance do I think Malik has to make the Titans 53-man roster? Like, I think anybody who's over 50% is, is kind of fooling themselves a little bit just because of the what the Titans have shown us in the past. I'm sitting at a 38% chance. I think it's 35 is a low, 40 is too high. 38% chance for me that Will Levis makes the 53-man roster out of training camp. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you something here because um, Jason uh, from over the cap tweeted this uh, about the rule change that came out yesterday on the last week of the season, this past year, 20 teams carried three quarterbacks on the 53 man roster. The Tennessee Titans were the only team to not have three quarterbacks on the 53 or on the practice squad for that week. So the last week of the season, when the Titans were a win and make the playoffs, win and win the division. Uh, now look, Ryan Tannehill's on IR. So, I, yeah. but that's but to not have on the fifty-three or the practice squad, and that all other thirty-one teams had three quarterbacks employed in the building to some extent. I think that's interesting. I think that's that, nothing. You think, you think that's it's something? nothing? I think it's nothing. I think it's nothing for two reasons. The first reason is they they were out of quarterbacks, right? So the guys that were going to play were going to play, right? They were injuries were decimated their roster, right? So they had to value other things besides their quarterback. They pulled off Dobbs from the street. So they didn't need another quarterback there. And here's the big reason why that's nothing. If God forbid they were in the same situation that the San Francisco 49ers were in, they would have wildcatted their way to whatever the result would have been. They had Derrick Henry. That they play that type of football, so that's why that's nothing, in my opinion. Derrick Henry would have been the quarterback, he would have ran the ball however many times, yeah. That's but, why. but like you know, Ryan Tannehill went on injured reserve in mid December after the LA Chargers game when he had this, the yeah, third. but isn't that stat from the final week of the season? Yes, yes, but again, like the Titans knew that Tannehill was at least out for again, they put him on IR with an opportunity to come back for a wild card playoff game if they made it right. Josh Dobbs was going to try to help him get there. But they didn't get a practice squad quarterback just to have another quarterback employed in the building. They didn't like, need him. It was going to be Derrick Henry. That's the point. It's just the style of football they play. Again, so I, I that, get where you're coming from. That, I just that, I don't put any but weight. That, in. But that also, but I also think that if the Titans didn't have a third quarterback, you know, under contract to some level, then I don't. I think my, that drops my percentage down on Malik Willis's chances to make the 53-man roster out of camp to keep three quarterbacks in the 53, let alone just have one on the practice squad too. So I see what you did where you went up and then down, and you're trying to figure out and settle into your percentage. I kind of yeah. did the same thing. I started honestly a lot lower because I kind of put myself in like. A week ago, what would it have been? A week ago, it would have been 15% chance. I think that Malik Willis would have probably been cut. His contract does not help him stay. He doesn't. It's, again, 0.5% of the Titans cap. It's not a what big What did you say hit. the dead cap was? Like $1.1 $1. $1 million. Yeah, it, so for comparison, 
Caleb Farley's dead cap is 7.9. Like cutting Caleb Farley is a kind of a, you can't really do it because you'd rather just have him. You can cut Malik Willis and not have a, a, a not worry about it. So I'm starting at 15 and then this rule changed. I actually think that the rule change does help Malik Willis, right? We've talked through because the, the value of keeping a quarterback in an emergency situation, he's suited up and he's in an emergency. Finally, you can pull in case of an emergency and he can actually, the water comes out of the, the ceiling instead of just dry. Oh, well, he's, he's in a, you know, a hat and a ball cap and a, a and sweats, right? That, that's how it's been. So I do. So that put my percentage up a little bit. Okay. I'm pro I'm, I was at 15. It went up to probably about 30. And then I kind of shook that off and I was like, they drafted Will Levis. So I'm at 20%. I think you got a 20% chance that he is not cut. I don't think that the Titans like the style of football that Malik Willis plays, which is, all right, let's make plays happen. Let's see what we can do. That doesn't translate very good in practice. Because no. you really, that's Mariota's problem, right? We talked about Mariota. You couldn't truly see what Mariota could do unless the lights were on and he was actually playing real and the bullets were flying and it was regular season football. You can't emulate that at all. We we saw him in practice time and time again. And you just sit there and you make your reads. You don't do all of the things that Malik Willis was deemed successful at in college and in college he played at liberty much different than the nfl i also think that mike vrabel mike vrabel is the type of guy uh, there are some things that i value in mike vrabel's mindset the reason why he's a good leader he's authoritative he has a lot of great qualities and one of the things that i like about mike vrabel is he's a decision maker he, he doesn't he doesn't ponder he doesn't sit there and waffle and, and do all, he doesn't do any of that stuff he he has what he thinks, and he says what he means, and he means what he says. Whether you like it or not, sometimes that gets him in trouble, but that's kind of the give and take of it. I don't believe that Mike Vrabel is all in on Malik Willis, and I think that's a big deciding factor of him only having a 20% chance of making this roster. All right, I'm not saying he doesn't like him. <clears throat> he doesn't like him as a guy. I think Malik no, Willis is a good person. This is strictly business. Yeah, quarterback and football conversation here. Nothing personal, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think we understand that. So, um, and so, look, a lot of people will misunderstand the new rule. the The third quarterback does have to be on the fifty three man roster, but you can have forty six other people active on game day and have Malik as the emergency as the forty seventh dressed out there. So, I, I do think that helps quite a bit. Um, all right, so we've got some super chats and some other chats I wanted to comments I wanted to get to here on this conversation. We're asking and going through uh, the question, what percentage chance do you give Malik Willis to make the 53-man roster? I said 38%. Zach, lower than I am at 20%. But first, let me tell you guys about Krebs Kubota. They're an elite Kubota dealer in the mid-state, and they've been serving the Middle Tennessee area for now over 18 years, and they have three great locations in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro, you can check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. I went a couple weeks ago out to Murfreesboro, hang out, hung out with our guys, Matt and Jamie uh, there. Jamie's a big Titans fan, Matt too. Uh, and so they're also great at customer service. They're just really good at what they do. Uh, and they help you out with whatever application you have going around your property, whatever projects you want to get into, uh, whatever you've got big or small to tackle. They can help you out with the best equipment in the industry, but also the best customer service in the area. And it's so vital, so vital to have a solid trusting relationship with your equipment's provider. And that is what Krebs Kubota does very well. They've got the Krebs and the Kubota equipment, but they got the Krebs name and the service that goes along with it to build that relationship. So if you just need a mower, maybe you live on a hill and you got a tricky situation in your property uh, to, to mow the lawn, or maybe you've got something bigger you're working on. Krebs Kubota does it all at KrebsKubota.com. It is the sports were powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the promo code, or excuse me, the bonus code ATOZ Sports. You get up to thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Right there, BetMGM. Download the app today. All right, so some super chats to get to on this topic again. What percentage chance you think Malik has to make the 
53 man roster. So I, I see this coming from Kick It to the King Production says with that with the run on injuries the Titans had the last two and a half years and the strength and conditioning staff wouldn't shock me if Willis on uh, 52% on the roster um, as QB three. And then Kane says, I call BS. The QB is the most important position on the team. How is QB less important than O lineman in a draft where you need both talking about a, a lot of different situations there. But I, I think it kind of comes down to the, how you construct the 53 man roster is what is the value of keeping Malik Willis in your program, in your system to try to develop him as a long-term backup, even to Will Levis uh, I think that is the next level of this, Zach, is Ryan Tannehill could be gone uh, at any point in time if the right opportunity arises. And if you have the ability for Will Levis and Malik Willis to be your your QB1 and QB2 combo for the next several years, then just not keeping Willis in the building, I think, is a risk that is fine to 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 go through. Like, keep him around just to see what he can develop into as a potential backup down the line. You got a whole new crop of quarterbacks that just came into the league too, though, right? Like every, the league gets younger, Yeah, but like, don't, you don't have to worry. Like, don't, I guess don't cut bait too quickly for for when you have some more flexibility than normal to keep him. I guess that's my point is like, you've got a little bit of extra breathing room to keep a third quarterback and justify it with your injury situation and Tannehill having the ankle injury that he did last year. And also Will Levis coming off of a year where he was decimated by injuries. We talked about this on Friday, Zach, where Greg Cosell told three HL that Will Levis and the Kentucky doctors told him that, dude, you probably shouldn't be playing through this injury, but he did anyway. And it tanked his draft stock to an extent. So now you've got two quarterbacks who were both injured last year. What's the value of having the third quarterback there? I think there's something to it. That's why I think that's why I'm a little higher than you are at 38%. Again, it's not high. I'm not predicting him. If I had a 53-man roster projection right now, I don't think Malik would be on it. I think he's got to work his way on it over OTAs, minicamp, and training camp. I just don't think that he's going to get the opportunity, right? Like, I mean, he's going to get the opportunity to make the team, but Will Levis is always going to get more reps. He's always going to be like, <clears throat> you know, the coaches are, I feel like, always going to want Will Levis to work out more than Malik. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that's no, I just, agree. Yeah. That's how it has been set up in my opinion. So sure. here, here's the difference. How quickly will Levis can learn from above the shoulders, the offense, Tim Kelly's offense. That's where the cream will rise. Cause if Malik Willis is slow to that, can't take it, can't understand it. I mean, he's coming from a Liberty offense two years ago where they're looking at, you know, SpaghettiO pictures to define what route is going to be run. Yeah. And so it's it's just a whole new ball game. That is the NFL in today's game is how quickly can you learn? And I think I'm excited just to see and judge the two or the three quarterbacks next to each other on the same practice field. And I see Jonathan said that Vrabel said that Levis was QB three right after the draft. Yeah. But again, like any, that's he just how, yeah. He yeah. can't say that he's the backup quarterback. That's no. not fair to anybody. Yes. Correct. Because if you, you're, if you say after the draft that Will Levis is automatically the backup and Malik is the three, then you're already putting expectations and you're putting a decision out there that doesn't need to be made yet. And then you're at some, maybe you have to go walk back on it for no reason. It's the same reason why the Panthers said Bryce young is behind Andy Dalton. It's the same concept. Now, then you got Jim Mercy out there saying that Anthony Richardson's a starter. Well, the Colts have nothing else. Like I, I, I guess they have Gardner Minshew now. Is that yeah. right? Gardner Minshew. I mean, they could easily say Gardner Minshew's the starter and, and nobody, and it would be the same, right? Andy Dalton's the starter. Okay, Bryce Young's gonna, gonna at some point take over. Look, the Titans fans, whether you like it or not, you're gonna be watching some really young quarterbacks with a lot of athletic and talent this year, and you're and you're gonna for the foreseeable future at least, because Trevor Lawrence is getting better. He's not getting worse. I mean, I think we saw that he took a huge stride. Now, where he'll go in his third year, we'll find out, but. Stroud is going to make the Texans look a lot different than they've looked in quite some time. 
And Richardson, I think, is the wild card of this whole thing. I am very interested to see Richardson mm-hmm. and how he can play in the NFL. I think he's got all of the, the, the stuff, but can he actually put it together uh, on, a, on an NFL roster? We're, we're going to find out twice a year, at least, yeah. watching the Titans. That's for sure. A to Z Sports talking about the quarterback uh, rule change from the NFL yesterday. It wasn't the only rule change from yesterday in the NFL as they also uh, passed the Thursday night flex scheduling rule. So here's a little info on that. Uh, Ian Rappaport says the NFL has approved flex scheduling uh, for Thursday night football with teams getting 28 days notice, source said. It's in effect from weeks 13 to 17 and some more uh, parameters to go along with that. Only two flexes are allowed all season across the NFL. So they got to be really picky with what they want to do week 13 through 17. Uh, they must be done with that 28 days in advance, as you see that. And teams cannot play two away Thursday night football games in a season. So what does that mean, Zach? It does mean that the Tennessee Titans Thursday night game against the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh is locked in at week nine. So that's before the week 13 flex. So if you're looking at, you know, another game, the Titans, maybe I don't think they have anything week 13 through the end of the season through week 17, that would be flex. I mean, that dolphins game is a Monday night game as it stands right now in Miami. They're not flexing the Colts, the Texans or the Seahawks uh, against the Titans in the Thursday night either. But uh, so let's ask this question about this new NFL rule. You thumbs up or thumbs down on the NFL going with flex scheduling on Thursday night, just knowing what the rule is right there. Thumbs up or thumbs down on flex scheduling uh, for Thursday night football in the NFL. But Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. Wilson County Hyundai, they'll hook you up with a great deal. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. Payne Bone and his team, family owned and operated. They will make sure that you are in your perfect vehicle if you're in the market for a vehicle it's the palisade full-size suv it's the sonata four-door sedan it's the ionic which is battery powered their fleet of vehicles can fit what you need you've just got to go test drive them that's wilsoncountyhyundai.com go online look at their inventory and then make the trip out there you're going to get a much better deal in wilson county hyundai than you will in nashville it's kind of like the housing market it's just like anything Beers cost more. Houses cost more in the heart of Nashville. Go drive a little bit out there to actually find a great deal, and you can find that at Wilson County Hyundai. Also with BetMGM, download the app. Use our bonus code ATOZ Sports, and that means if your first bet misses, you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. So go big with your first bet because that ATOZ Sports bonus code, first bet offer, gets you up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if the first bet misses. Visit betmg.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification other requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued a non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Also, uh, shout out to uh, Jonathan, who said he was driving around Central Florida the other day and saw a, a license plate that had Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon on it. Uh, so that that's pretty cool that Wilson County Hyundai is now national going across state state lines. There you go. You got Florida. a good deal everywhere. Uh, maybe that was a, a you know, post grad school year ending vacation for somebody down there uh, in Florida. But all right. So thumbs up or thumbs down on the NFL's new Thursday night football flex scheduling rule. Um, as we stated, Zach weeks 13 through 17. So not including that last game of the last week of the season, obviously 28 days notice, and only two flexes all season. So thumbs up or thumbs down? What's the chat say? Yeah, well, okay, I think overall, this is unique because you can have the player's perspective. You can have the fan's perspective. You can have the league's perspective. There's different perspectives. Uh, hopefully, they flex the Titans uh, are right out of that spot. Well, Devin, we kind of talked about that the Titans won't be flexed out. They could be flexed in in some situation if, I don't. I don't think I mean, that's going to happen. If, if, I mean, what would the situation throw, be? Throw right? the schedule back up. I'll yeah, tell yeah. you. We could find out exactly like in some fantasy land. So 13 through 17. So the, the Texans twice, the Colts once. The Dolphins game is a Monday night game, right? So I don't think that's going to get Yeah, they're moved. done. They're, and, they're not going to be flexed. Because I think their only chance would have been 
Indianapolis week 13 because you have uh, a young quarterback in Richardson with some excitement, a divisional opponent. It's it's at home. It's in Nashville. But that's the first week they're going to flex a game. I don't think the first week that they ever flex a Thursday night game, they're going to go Titans hosting the Colts. Uh, history shows that that's So would you rather watch, and, and what would the country rather watch, the Titans hosting the Colts or the Cowboys versus the Seahawks? Yeah, there you go. So that's a pipe dream, but we we digress. Uh, mm-hmm. Phelan says thumbs down. Sean Gill, thumbs up. Justin, thumbs down. Thumbs up from Matt. Uh, it looks like Mr. Jones is right here. That's where he is. So he's he's in between. Jonathan, go, thumbs you gotta go, down. You got to do the gladiator style. Boom. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, all right, Din says thumbs down. Uh, you know, Look, I, I don't understand personally why you could be thumbs down on this. I, 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 I'm double thumbs up. If yeah. I had a third, I'd triple thumbs up. So the only two can happen, right? And so you're trying to figure out and you're trying to avoid crappy teams that are already having their seasons done with in the month of December playing on Thursday night when the game doesn't matter or anything, right? And I think the NFL was smart to begin with with, you know, all right, so week 13, I already mentioned that Thursday night game is Cowboys-Seahawks. Ah, I mean, I think both teams are probably within playoff contention at that point still. The next week is Steelers-Patriots, two big brands, but those two teams could be out of it. So that could be a flex option. Uh, Niners-Seahawks, that's probably going to stay. Rams-Saints, that's a flex option. And Browns-Jets. So those are those games that could be moved out. And, you know, there are, are, two... are you answering this question just based on this year or in general? Oh, I mean, I'm just looking at, I mean, I'm thumbs up on it. Like, I, I think overall I'm thumbs up because you now you have the ability to get out of one of those bad games. You're like better Patri- games. Yeah, the Patriots could be fourth place. Probably will be. Could the Steelers be fourth place? Probably will be. Right. I don't want to watch two fourth place teams battle on Thursday night football in week uh week 16 what what is it week yeah um week 13 i guess 14 is that game i don't want to watch that december 7th you want to watch two teams that are gunning for the playoff spots not for draft picks i understand why the players don't like this like i completely understand why and even the fans it's hard to make plans right you're at the mercy you're a month out. Like I, I get what they did, but you're 28 days out, right? He the prices down. of flights, the prices of hotels. I mean, if I got buddies that go to a Titans game every year in a new stadium. Last year they went to where do they go? They've been uh, maybe Lambo. Um, I think they went to Lambo. They that's a great experience. But now all of those plans could be shaken up. If in fact it gets flexed out, yeah, there's that, right? I'm not so a. There's fans and players. Yeah, now, I'm I don't a, give a rip because I'm gonna be watching all the games. Yeah, I, I'm a yeah, I'm a TV watcher, right? So I I don't care. My plans are not being changed really at all. So I, that's why I'm thumbs up on it because I can get a crappy game out for a better game in, uh, in that situation. But yeah, I think it's thumbs up. But I do understand logistically why some people might hate this. Yeah, but. As I go back to a lot of things in life, no one cares. No one cares about you and all of this stuff. They just don't. The NFL cares about one thing, and they could sit there and say, we love our fans. I heard Roger Goodell live in Kansas City at the draft, like five feet away from Goodell. We love our fans. And then everybody was like, boo, boo, (laughs) screw you. It was hilarious. They booed him every time. But they don't. They care about the almighty dollar, and that's what ultimately is going to move. And it it helps the almighty dollar in advertising sales, in streaming revenue, in Jeff Bezos being more, uh, you know, uh, uh, happier. Like all of those things is what the NFL values. And as a fan sitting at home, I want to watch on Thursday night Thursday night's an also a great night to call one of my buddies like, hey, man, you want to go grab a beer and eat dinner and watch the game? 
Well, they're more apt to say yes if it's not Dolphins Raiders, right? Nobody cares about Dolphins Raiders. But if it's Cowboys 49ers or, you know, Eagles Vikings, I don't know. That yeah. uh, is pretty good games. Yeah. Opportunities uh, for more money and for better matchups, for more eyeballs that help everybody out. But uh, yeah, I mean, the tiny, I just want to see it happen first. Like, see it happen and then what problems come from it? Because there's always unintended consequences for things. And so there's going to be people that get screwed if a Thursday night game gets flexed out and the new one gets flexed in. Well, and Jody and Andre bring up something that I do think is of value. Anytime change and you go from like, uh, you know, whether it's cable television to streaming, YouTube TV cannot mess this up because if they have any sort of problems, everybody is going to bring their pitchforks out to Twitter. Yeah. And that's never good for a big time company. The risk is, the reward we know the reward for YouTube TV. It's billions and billions and billions of dollars. But there is risk. They cannot screw this up. And like with lag time, there's a lot of things that YouTube TV are going to have to, uh, you know, get over their hurdles mm-hmm. in these first couple of years as they figure out what true technology that and and, and capacity they have. No doubt. Yeah. So uh, fascinated to see how it plays out. Um, to see what happens. Uh, with the uh, flex scheduling for Thursday Night Football. All right, Zach, it is that time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. I'm glad that you're back because I suck at coming up with trivia questions. And so if I'm not the trivia master, then that's better for everybody. But it is now time for Tuesday. start taking Tuesdays off. I don't like it either. <laughs> no, but Sam, is. Sam can be Sam's good trivia master. I'm not. Sam is good at it. I am not. You are good at it. Sam is good at it. I suck at trivia master. So I, I know that about myself. Uh, and I don't want to punish the audience for me being bad question asker and finder there. But all right, let's get to Tuesday Sports Trivia. We did go 4-1 and one last week, so we'll try to build on that. We are 70% as of right now. But real quick, the Boning Joint Institute, they can get you from 70% healthy to 100% healthy just by checking them out and going to see them and their experts whenever that injury happens in life. It's always inconvenient to, to get injured, to feel hurt, uh, and then let that thing just fester and not go deal with it sooner rather than later. It just makes it worse. So go check them out uh, in Franklin or any of their other clinics across Williamson County in the mid-state or online and book an appointment. It's so easy to use the website, boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered and driven by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use that bonus code ATOC Sports or the king of the sports book. After the show, get on your app store and download BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOC Sports. You can get up to $1,000 in bonus bets, which is great. So download the app and get playing. You got, well, there's no more Western Conference Finals games, but they got Eastern Conference Finals. We may find out the finals tonight. Let's get to sports trivia. Zach is back in the Tuesday Sports Trivia Trivia Master seat. We've got five questions. Uh, we went four and one last week, so we are 14 out of 20 uh, so far during this round of trivia, sitting at 70%. So no Googling. That's the rules. We're all on the same team here uh, trying to get as many of these questions correct. Uh, so, Zach, let's get this thing rolling. All right. Night. 1977. Don't ah, you remember that? Like it was yesterday. 1977. Western Conference Finals. We talked about last night. Unfortunately, LeBron dropped 40 but couldn't get it done. The Nuggets were just a better team. They That's just what it was. Who were the 1977 NBA Western Conference champions? The Suns, the Lakers, the Sonics, or the Trailblazers? We're going to need somebody... And we're going to need a little older spirit's help here. Who were the 1977 NBA Western Conference champions? The Suns, the Lakers, the Sonics, or the Trailblazers? So David says Portland. Jacob says Portland. Jay says Suns, but not positive. And Jabu says Sonics. And then Mr. Jones says Lakers. (laughs) So we've got everybody represented. The Trailblazers, this would have been like in the Bill Walton Bill Walton won one finals with 
the Blazers. Now, so, this is just the Western Conference champions, right? So yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that they won the finals. Blazers are getting the most answers. Uh, this is, look, who was the champions that year? Probably the Celtics. <laughs> well, yeah, the 70s, you got you to look at the Lakers and... The late 70s. The, yeah, the late 70s. So, yeah, the Celtics and the Lakers. Uh, now, Maserati Max says the Blazers won it all that year. So, do we go with the Portland Trailblazers? That could I mean, have been Bill Walton's. All right, day. let's lock it in. Final A to Z with the Trailblazers. It was Bill oh. Walton, final MVP. Nice. Four, four to two against the 76ers. Mm-hmm. They have not won another championship since. Maybe the Nuggets may break uh, a, a streak. This year, I think they are the best team that is left, but we'll find out. All right, one and up. One and up. Let's go to uh, here. Speaking of Sam, sports master, he sent me some trivia questions. I'm not going to use all of them, but I'll use a a couple of them that I know that I just I don't want to use. Let's go to the Stanley Cup. The last time the Carolina Hurricanes were in the Stanley Cup final was the 2005-2006 season when they defeated the Edmonton Oilers in seven games to win mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. Who, we- who led the Hurricanes in points that season? Was this Peter LaViolette's? Yeah. Yes. Hurricanes. Yeah. Was it Eric Cole, Ray Whitney, Eric Stahl, or Ron Francis? This has got to be Eric Stahl. Who led the Hurricanes in points that season? So it's just the season. It's got to be Eric Stahl is the only one that I truly like. I I just, I can see the Stahl jersey. I can see the name on the back. I can see the Carolina jersey. Spell, spell Stahl. S-T-A-A-L. That's right. Yeah, it, it's got to be Eric Stahl. Do you want to lock that lock in? Lock it in, Eric Stahl. I can see it. I think he wore number 28. With 100 points, Eric Stahl led the Hurricanes that Stanley Cup season. Now, was he number 28? I'm looking it up now. Ah, dang it. No, wait. Current teams. He's number 12 currently. 38 years old. Uh, Still rocking it. He's 12. Was he 12 with with the Hurricanes? It appears to be. Ah, dang. So well, I, I got right, I don't know who's twenty eight. I don't know where. I don't know what stall twenty eight. Maybe there's another stall. Anyway, two and zero. Oh, that's all that matters. All right. Next question. LPGA tour. Great. <laughs> In the nineties, only one LPGA player won two LPGA championships. Who was it? This is actually a pretty good question. Only two LPGA championships were won by one LPGA player. Who was it? Was it was it Beth Daniel, Julie Inkster, Annika Sorenstam, or Laura Davies? I mean, Sorenstam's the only name that I recognize. That I recognize. I agree with that. Beth, and, uh, Daniel, Julie Inkster, Annika Sorenstam, or Laura Davies. It's got to be, well, Matt says Davies. Billy says Sorenstam. Uh, we're getting Annika. We're, Annika is coming in there quite a bit. I think that probably has to be our guess. Annika, final A to Z. In 1994 and in 1996, this LPGA player won both championships. Laura Davies. <clears throat> yeah. Bummer. Sorenstam did not win an LPGA championship in the 90s. Yeah. The 90s was, uh, by the way, Brock says that Jordan Stahl is number 28. So, like, I, that was, you know, one oh, of the stalls. There you go. Okay. That, that, that makes it up for it. All right. So, two and one now. Here's a true or false question. In the two, and look, this may be right down your alley because it's NFL draft. In 2022, so pretty recent, 
true or false, an AFC team was the first to draft a player from outside the football bowl subdivision. An AFC team was the first to draft a player from outside the football bowl subdivision in 2022. So that was just a year ago. Yeah, but FCS 2022, which draft was that? That was just the year before because Trey Lance was an FCS quarterback in 21. That is correct. Now, Jacob's saying the Patriots. But who? There is a there was a dude. Jeff says there was a guy from South Carolina State. Yeah. There was a dude from South Carolina State who was a beast linebacker, I think. I'll repeat it. An AFC. Oh, yes. Elias. University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. First round pick for the New England Patriots offensive lineman Cole Strange. Because if you remember, Sean McVay laughed at it in his press conference after being Super Bowl champion and not having a draft pick. It's Cole Strange, UTC, Patriots in the what? first round. That was first but, first round pick? Yeah, because McVay was doing his presser, and he was like, ha, they took Cole Strange in the first round. We had a third on him. Hey, good for Cole. Like, that was hilarious. You want to lock that in? I feel pretty good about that. It was in, like, the mid-20s. Now, Titans so, says the Saints took it off at the tackle from Northern Iowa. I say we got to go Cole Strange and say true. The AFC team did do that first. True. Final A to Z. The is answer is false. Oh. Northern Iowa, Trevor Pinning. Ah, Trevor Pinning. Offensive tackle, Missouri Valley Football Conference. Like 15th overall or something? Let's double check that. Dang, Trevor Pinning. Bless you. Nineteenth. Dang, two, two and two. And two. Uh, that was a tough question. Fun question, though. Next question. Speaking of Brooks Kepka from over the weekend, he made history history over the weekend, becoming just the third golfer ever to win the PGA Championship for a third time. Who was the last non-American to win the tournament? Real one more time. Brooks Kepka made history this past weekend, becoming the third golfer ever to win the PGA Championship for the third time. So, mm-hmm. third time. Who was the last non-American to win the tournament? Is it Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, Louis Oosthuizen, or Sergio Garcia? I don't think it's Sergio. I was, my first thought was Rory. Um, before you even mentioned, named the names, I thought I was thinking Rory. But Jason Day's a good one. But Jason Day has had a bad back for like several years in a row and hasn't really done much, in my knowledge. I, I think Rory. What do you think? I can't say because I I know the answer. Oh. So I got to be honest. You knew it going into it? Well, because of... Oh. That's why I only used two of Sam's questions because I I see the answer. I see, I see. I got you. Wait, we're two and two. Yeah. This shouldn't... This is not a sports question, though. It couldn't... No, it didn't have to be. So I think we need to slash this. You want an audible? That's fine. Yeah. The correct... uh, Because I want to participate, to be honest. Okay. Uh, The correct answer was... Jason Day in 2015. That's I I lost track. We were two and two. Here's our non-sports question, because these are much better. Non-sports question. 
What animal undertakes the world's longest migration each year? What animal undertakes the world's longest migration each year? The gray whale, the Arctic tern, the Pacific herring, or the storm petrel? Petrel. What animal undertakes the world's longest migration each year? The gray whale, the Arctic tern, the storm petrel, or the Pacific herring? Uh, I think it's the either the whale or the herring, but the whale is getting all the answers in the chat. The gray whale. So I think we need to lock it in, finally to Z with gray whale. That makes the most sense because of coverage in water. Now, Devin and, and Roy and a couple others are coming in with the Arctic tern. But I, I still think the gray whale is probably the best answer. Because I think it's kind of like the trick question and the art of the question asking is that people mostly think of flying animals. And so the whale, I think, is a sneaky one. So I say gray whale. Let's lock that in. Final A to Z. It travels almost pole to pole each year. After breeding in the Arctic Circle, the Arctic Tern, a small bird, migrates from the Northern Hemisphere border to Antarctica. The round-trip migration is almost equal to flying all the way around the Earth, totaling approximately 21,750 miles. Dang. Brutal. We just missed three in a row. God. That is not good. Mm. Whew. That was tough. Tough trivia there. Tough trivia. Well, um, our 70% chance just went down. Yeah, well, I'll do the math later. Uh, don't do math live on air. But, yeah, tough way to end a Tuesday. But, hey, uh, Titans are on the practice field. OTAs, they start out later today. So, we'll have tons of coverage on our YouTube channel. So make sure that you are subscribing to our YouTube channel and like the show before you go. So you get all of that Titans practice coverage right there. A to Z sports Nashville, like the show before you go. That helps out our algorithm a ton. Well, Sam will have an update after practice buck rising live tonight for A to Z sports primetime. And we'll see you tomorrow on a Wednesday reacting to it all. Appreciate it as always. Adios.